It's Jarrett Little. Little. It's, it's a movie toasty show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We'll talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! That's right, Dennis. Episode 113 is upon us. We just spent the last three hours figuring out Movie Toast, the festival. Ladies and gentlemen, we are ready and raring to show you shorts from all around the world. Dennis, can you believe it's only a mere few weeks I, away? I cannot. I mean, I am so excited, though. There's some really cool shit in there. I am really excited to finally get this thing rolling. It has been too long since you and I have worked on a festival together, so... Not that we haven't, obviously we just were, but just doing this again, it's just, it's, it's bringing all those old feels back. So it's been a lot of fun. But we're, we're, we're in this, we're in this strange zone. We've, we've always had our festivals at, a, at an actual physical theater. And uh, this is the first time we're online and I feel like it could be fun and innovative trying yeah, this way. Yeah, I don't know. absolutely. Me too. Yeah. And, and I'm really excited for the, uh, for the award that we're giving out. Spoiler, the uh, overall winner of the festival is going to get a golden toaster. The golden toaster. You've heard it here first, folks. Oh. The golden toaster award is going to the overall winner, best in show. This is going to be the toastiest of the toast. Yes. Yes, indeed. But you're not here to hear about our festival. We're going to pimp that out the next few weeks. What you're here for is our glorious show. The, the, the show where we're going to tell you all about a fuckload of movies and give you some polls and trivia along the way. And uh, I'm I'm ecstatic, Dennis, because we uh, we got some new trivia cards. I, I've been waiting all week. I've been so excited to to test the boundaries of these new yep. cards. Yeah, I, I am excited too. It's it's a familiar format, folks. Don't worry, we're not changing it up too much. But we should have a lot more questions to ask, and I think I think we'll be a little more thorough <laughs> in getting through each and every yeah. question. This is uh, the same company, same brand, so same everything, except. These cards were made last year, so maybe a little more modern films might be. Uh, I've already noticed there, some some know. differences in the uh, the information here, so I'm excited to 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 sling some inf and, info, whatever. Sling sling some. And I haven't seen any. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I haven't seen any. <laughs> You're good, man. You're good. It's all golden. It's it's like the toaster, Dennis. It's a it's it's a gold golden standard we're setting here. Uh, yeah, if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're if you've been here a million times before, welcome again. Thanks for coming back. Dennis, you want to play my favorite thing right now? I want to play that that jingle for... Oh, yeah. Hit us with that sweet, sweet pole jam. Poles. So first up, as you know, Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out in a few Woo! weeks. I can't fucking either. wait. And uh, over the weekend, there was uh, some talk about which was the best Spider-Man movie thus far. But I said, no, I want to know which saga, which director's vision people mm -hmm. have enjoyed the most out of Sam Raimi, Mark Webb and John Watts. So that's going to be your OG Tobey Maguire. Uh, that's going to be your uh, amazing Spider-Man. And uh, then your current uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man. Uh, I, I'm just going to, I'm not going to be totally running the opposite direction, but I'm going to go with the Sam Raimi just, just to throw it out there. Fair enough. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to throw this out there, Dennis, hundred percent for Mr. Raimi. Oh yes. Love it. I mean, I love him. I, that, that was like after blade and X-Men, that was like our, our, our intro to like big superhero movies. That was one of the biggest, yeah. uh, money make movies of its time for a while. I feel it's like that and I feel like remember X-Men the next most as far yeah. as what was talked about like yeah oh for sure but I'm not gonna lie honestly my favorite is uh, the John Watts the current Tom okay I, I can see that something about I can them. see that but don't get me wrong I love Sam Raimi and I'm kicking myself in the ass Dennis because I wanted to do what I do what when when any of these big tentpole movies come out I wanted to watch all the movies oh, leading sure. up one one a week and they've been sitting for the past like four months on stars 
And uh, I want to go do it now. And guess what? None of them are there. So oh. So you, you're not getting any of those reviews this week, but I'm going to I'll I'll buy more or rent them uh, up next, Dennis. Uh, we, we're coming out of uh, Thanksgiving was last week. So we have a bunch of movies that came out. And I wanted to know out of the new releases, the following four, which uh, movies people were most excited to get a review out of for House of Gucci, Encanto, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City in 8-Bit Christmas. Ooh. Well, I know what I'm excited that, to review. <laughs> um, but that's not what these folks are here to check out, right? Like, what, what, what are uh, what are they here for? What are they here for? Um, House of Gucci, right. maybe? What, why, what did you think they were going House for? House of Gucci. I, I, I thought House of Gucci as well, Dennis. Zero percent. What? what? Wow. With that cast? Yeah. What? Oh, man. All right. right. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the big Yeah, for sure. Zero percent. Went to one other movie, Dennis. A big Christmas. It did. <laughs> so we got a 50-50 for Encanto and Resident Evil. And I'm apologize. I'm apologetic because I'm probably saying the the title wrong. Uh, but I'm saying Encanto. So uh, excuse my my harshness of not knowing how to pronounce it. Harsh. Uh, Harsh. Yeah. But I will say all four of those movies are going to get reviewed and some more. That's right, folks. All right. Unfortunately, uh, recently we lost a Broadway legend, Mr. Steven Sondheim, Sondheim. Uh, and uh, he's known for some uh, big musicals that have uh, then been made into feature films. And I uh, wanted to know which our uh, toasties like the most out of West Side Story, Dick Tracy, Sweeney Todd and Into the Woods. Oh, wow. All of which, with the exception of Dick Tracy, all the other ones have had multiple incarnations and uh, we're getting... A new West Side Story in a couple that's of weeks. That's true. And I, I, which I am excited yeah. for that film as well. Uh, dang, no, that's that's some good stuff, though. And, and, and a broad spectrum yeah. of things, too, I got to say. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, damn, man. Uh, any, any, any that stand out to you as, as one of the favorites? As a favorite? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen West Side Story. I, same goes for Dick Tracy. Uh, right. Into the Wild. That's um, that was the uh, well, into, into the, the woods. woods. Oh, nope. Yeah, never mind. That's that's a big, big. Uh, the last incarnation was a Disney musical. I think it had like Meryl Streep and uh, James Gordon that's right. and a bunch of people. And then Sweeney Todd, of course, is uh, Johnny Depp was. The that's got to be. Yeah, I was gonna say that's got to be one of the more popular. I feel. I feel like most people probably voted for that one. Yeah, I, I would too. Uh, my vote would have been for uh, Into the Woods. Oh. I don't know why. I really liked it. I thought I was going to hate it, and I, I found nice. it delightful. But, Dennis, both of us, Into the Woods and Sweeney Todd, 0%. Really? We're batting a million. Right? Jeez. Dick Tracy got 20%, and West Side Story, 80%. Well, that advertising, having that influence on the audience. I mean, come on. That's We've true. seen so many people in those freaking Sweeney Todd t-shirts in college. There's no way there aren't a few of you out there. What's going on? What's going on? Damn crazy. But there's better questions to be asked, Dennis. I'm talking about trivia questions. You wanna wanna get into that bad bad batch of uh, cards? Oh, we can get into this bad batch. I am only one win behind you, sir, before tying it up. So. What I'm hearing is you're you're a loser and I'm a winner. So I'll you better pull ahead. <laughs> well, okay. So, folks, we are getting into the trivia. As we said before, we got a whole new deck of cards, but it's the same format, so it shouldn't sound too much different to you. And uh, being that I won the last round, I guess I shall choose the first category of horror sci-fi. In Watchmen, which character is blue and naked? Well, that's a tough one. Doctor Manhattan. That is correct. Dang, dang! Good job, Dennis. Um, so since you went with your strong suit, let me go to my strong suit. Comedy cartoon, please. Comedy cartoon, sir. Here it is. What was Walt Disney's first full-length feature film? Oh, this is fuck. This is actually a pretty classic piece of trivia. I know, and it should be super simple. But my mind is racing to multiple movies, and I feel like these cards no longer have multiple choice. So we're really put to the oh, some do here. Uh, Just not not this oh, okay. question. All right. 
Um, yeah, that sounded good coming out of your your fucking speakers. <laughs> me uh, sounding like a weird gold miner in the prospector days. Um, I liked it. My my toss up is thanks for your lie. That was kind. Uh, I'm 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 tossed up between Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, and uh, no, I'm just gonna say between those two. But it's probably neither. But if I had to guess, and I do have to guess, I'm gonna say Sleeping Beauty. Unfortunately, it was the other film. It is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Damn. Mm. Sorry, Damn. dude. Damn. That, that's life. Get right up there. I was like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Are you sorry? I heard a, mm, yeah. Beat that motherfucker <laughs> one to zero. Disney knowledge. It's cool. Bomb it's drop. Cool. Um, <laughs> God. All right. Sadly, these are the movies I watched as a kid, and I can't recall. There's just so many of them. I, I could I could get that. But, uh, you know, I think I will follow suit, and I will also take a comedy cartoon question, if you got it. All right. Wow. Here's another fucking difficult one for you. Who stars with Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber? Who, who stars with Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber? Oh, my God. Now I'm yeah. drawing a total Which, This is they're They're looking for the other... The other dumb one. I mean, you could literally say pretty much any name fucking that's in the movie, but uh, they're looking for the specific other dummy. I can't. Oh, my God. Why can't I think of this actor's name? This is pissing me off. Oh, my God. I can see his damn face Mm -hmm. and that stupid haircut. Oh, man. Oh, this is killing (laughs) me. Oh, I hope someone is just screaming at their speakers right now. Like, ah, okay. I'm just, I'm floundering. I, I, I'm just drawing a total blank on the actor's name. Okay. Any name, any name. I'll take anything, Dennis. I, uh, Dermot Mulrooney. All right. (laughs) Clearly you're not fucking trying at all. You're getting the buzzer. Uh, Oh man. I get him mixed up with another actor all the time. I don't know why, but, uh, <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm speaking, of course, of the other dummy, Mr. Oh, man. Ah, that's that's rough. It happens. That's rough. It happens. Mm. All right. Since you Painful. went for a rough one, which, in my opinion, was a easy, it was one, easy. Uh, I'll take a uh, horror sci-fi, please. Already. Your first horror sci-fi question from the fresh cards right here. The pod people take over San Francisco in what 1978 sci-fi horror film? Yep, see, this should be a simple one. But uh, for me, it's not very simple. Um, But I'm going to say... The pod people, 1970-something. 1978. Oh, man. Sci-fi. I'm going to say Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I'm going to say you are correct. That is it. Nice. Not see that yes, coming. nicely done. It's like it's got one the old tiny kind of name drops and the, the the pod people. You know, it's like that kind of mm-hmm. leans that direction. For all sure. right. Um, all right. I, I, I'll I'll take a drama musical. Drama music. Drama all music. Right, cool. me. All right. So for a drama musical, I'm going to ask you the following question. What paper do the characters in Spotlight work for? Now, this one, this one's a slam dunk for me, but for you, I don't know if you'll know it. It's a common common paper for me, but for you, oh, probably fuck. not. Um, New York Times. The movie Spotlight. <clears throat> the correct answer, unfortunately, oh. was the Boston Globe. Ah, fuck! Oh, you just, you fucking handed it to me, and I just threw it away. Dang it! I was trying to get yeah. you hints, but even so, how would you ever know the name of, of, of a paper? I feel like in, I've heard in, of it in, in movies and stuff. I feel like I've heard of that before. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, all right, so you know what? You went with the drama musical? I'll go with the drama musical. Keep it interesting. Alrighty. Drama musical. Here it comes. How many billboards were there outside Ebbing, Missouri? Wow. I love this movie. <laughs> and 
uh wow this was a great film um pretty sh- my my first instinct was four but i'm pretty sure it was seven billboards it's like i'm pretty sure it's in the title it is but you didn't say nope. the title did nope. you wait no nope. what no nope. okay all right <laughs> uh three billboards seven billboards four bill uh because i'm trying to remember I feel like seven's too many. I want to say three billboards. You're going with three? I don't know. Yeah, for the sake of the show and the time limit that we're under, I'm going to say uh, three. Yeah. I'm, good you, I'm glad you stopped right there because that is the correct answer. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. You, you see that no, one? No, actually. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic, man. Everyone's... Uh, Sam Rockwell's killing it. Oh, fucking. nice. Is it Tony Collette? I don't know. Everyone's awesome in it. Great movie. Uh, yeah. What can I hit you with next? Let's do a full tour of this card and get an action adventure down. This is the first time I've actually asked questions all on the one side of a card. So I'm excited. Nice. Nice. All right. What is the name of the disease in Mission Impossible 2? And I think this is on. A this was in the. Li- it's like, but I already I know this movie well. It is the Chimera virus. Perfect because uh, I couldn't pronounce that one. So yeah, I think ding, that's ding, what ding, she said last that. time too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at that, people! New cards, same questions. Good times. Two to two, we're tied. We, we're we're keeping it tied up. It's nice and tight. Um, like a tiger. So yeah, I'll go action adventure as well. <laughs> like a tiger. Like a tiger. <laughs> All right, man. Oh. No, I'll, I'm going to ask that one later. I'm going to find it. Because you literally... What? Because you what? literally no? asked me this question, no? like, last week. <laughs> like, not even... Yeah, Come last on. week. It was it was in last Come week's on. episode. It was literally in last week. These are new cards. I want to give you a different one. I, okay, I, I will Fuck admit you. to this. I am putting little dots next to the questions I've asked. So I can go back and see okay. what I have and haven't asked. So this will be saved. I will. I will come back to this one. All right. There isn't, by the way, I like folks, the honesty it is here. it is honesty. like a deck of cards. This isn't like a list, so we aren't seeing the same things. But on occasion, we do happen to look at the same cards. So for that sake, alone. I tried shuffling them up. I, I think you maybe might have. I don't know. But um, I like your honesty. You could have not have said anything, and I'd be you're cool, right. But, You'd uh, have no idea. You fucking had a verbalized it. You. Now, now my blood is boiling. <laughs> exactly. Fuck you. Well, hopefully that. All right, ask me a new question. All right. <laughs> I don't even know what, what what fucking direction we're going. Is this uh, action it is adventure? action adventure still? I'm maintaining this this right. the category for you. It's just and you know what? It's the yeah. same card. It's just the other side. I'm just flipping. If I get this one wrong, I'm gonna call. <laughs> I I don't know. Um, it takes two. I'll to be clear. honest though. I know this question has come up before too, but it's been a long time since it's been asked, so I don't feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, your action-adventure question. Russell Crowe stars as quick-tempered, brutal cop Wendell Bud White in what 50s-era movie? The Good Guys. That's probably super incorrect, but uh, I'm going to stick with it. That is incorrect. You are correct. It is incorrect. Wait, wait, wait. I'll tell you what it is, though, because now I fucking know after I said it. Is it Mulholland Drive? No. It's like, I think you've asked me this question, so that that might help. Um, It is L.A. Confidential. I would have got there after 18 (laughs) guesses. (laughs) After I guessed all the other Russell Crowe film (laughs) movies. Master Master Commander. Gladiator. It's Gladiator. Uh, Him and Tug Tug Tugger. (laughs) I don't know. Good job. You got me. Oh, man. If you asked me the other one, I bet I would have guessed it. But if I asked you the other one, you yes, you you would have got it. I promise you would have got it. But hey, I guess that won't. uh, It'll come up. It'll come up. The question will come up. But um, I I think I might need another comedy cartoon. Comedy. All right. Okay. Here's a chance to uh, get back on the uh, the train of a certain actor. What gets stolen from the dude in the Big Lebowski? His rug. A rug? His rug? Living room rug? His rug is correct. 
His rug. Yeah. It really tied the it room It did together. really tie the room together, man. <laughs> yeah, and I believe, wasn't that Jeff Daniels as well? Two Jeff, Jeff Daniels. No, that's not Jeff Daniels. That's, uh... Oh, no. Oh, my God. Look at us, movie movie people. Wow. Uh, I can see him in the stupid liquor commercials, but for some reason, I cannot think of uh, Obadiah Stain. Why can't I? <laughs> I can think of other characters he is. Oh, man. Well, uh, uh, that's sad. Uh, li- listen to us, is. folks. We are just... Jeff Bridges. He was it, did, it was it was a Jeff, not that Jeff. It, it was, was a that Jeff. was the Jeff. Yeah, wrong Jeff. <laughs> Great movie, yeah. wrong Let's Jeff. Let's just move on from this. Yep, <laughs> totally different guys. Um, so I'm gonna go with a comedy cartoon as well. I guess. All right. Your comedy cartoon question: Who plays a blabbermouth shower curtain ring salesman, Dell Griffith? In planes, trains, and automobiles. Wow. Ooh, I think we even had a question about this film a couple of we last week. We did. Um, that's going to be, and even the actor. Well, maybe that's the same question. Uh, I'm going to say everyone's favorite uh, gentleman uh, who is no longer with us, uh, Mr. John Candy. You are correct, sir. The, the candy man himself. Three to three. I think if I say it in my mirror three times, uh, he'll just pop up. <laughs> but it'll be like Barf from Spaceballs. It'll be like, hey. No, he's just going to he's gonna come up in that yellow jacket he was wearing in Home Alone. And he's going to be dancing to him saying the word Sheboygan over and over again. Sheboygan. Uh, he, polka, polka, polka. All right. <laughs> you're you're going to get nice. polka candy. Um, Ooh-wee. Man, uh, let's let's say uh, what is it? Three, three to three, three right three now? Three to three. Or is it four? Let's do an action adventure for right. my, like my foith. Action adventure. All right, here we go. Who played Elliot Ness in the 1987 hit The Untouchables? Kevin Costner, Sean Connery, or Kurt Douglas? Kevin Costner. Yes, sir, that is Woo-hoo. correct. So there are multiple choices. <laughs> yep. Just not in my favor. Just not yet. Not yet. It's a coming. Um, I'll take an action adventure as well, please. All right. What film tells the story of the African-American mathematicians working for NASA during the space race? Hidden figures. Boom. He found those figures. That is correct. Not Boom. so hidden anymore. Not hidden anymore. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. That's sad that we both have the same joke. Ooh, we are both Damn. just as corny. I sadly never saw the movie, but it looked fantastic. Same here. Yeah. It's movie test. We don't watch movies. We just talk about them. No. No. I mean, fantastic performers in them. Fantastic. Oh, my God. Yes. Absolutely. Maybe I'm going to have to rectify that, but uh, maybe, maybe. Well, I might have to rectify the answer to this uh, drama musical question if I don't get it right. Hopefully. Hopefully I do. All right. Well, I feel like you'll have it, Dennis. I feel like I've asked you this question in the past as well. This is a good $15 spent. <laughs> Who plays a young Vito Corleone in The Godfather Part 2? I think you've asked me this question. Yes. Uh, uh, Robert De Niro. That is correct, Dennis. We are tied in the rankings, sir. Double ding bell. Boom, boom. All right. Six to six, y'all. Look out. Bang, bang, bang with the trolley. <laughs> bang, bang, bang with the trolley. Or is it ding, 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 ding with the trolley. Bang, bang, bang with my heart. I used to, oh, I used to know the words to that song. Anyways, we're not uh, <laughs> l- lyrical. I can't think of an L food. Uh, see. Lyrical linguine. Oh, look at that. Oh, just yeah. just whipped it on out there. Love it. All right, folks. Now that we've uh we've we've settled that fight, the dust the 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 blood is getting soaked up, the dust is settling. Um let's get into some reviews. Well, Dennis, this first movie here does have blood being soaked up. Dennis, I watched a movie that I've been waiting to see for a year now called Black Friday. <laughs> Happy Black Friday. We love toys. We still on for pancakes tonight. Chris, you're on reg for the night. 
We're short staff. Wait up. I'm Emmett. You ever work retail before? No. Well, there's no day more harmful to retail workers than this day. Oh, what do we love? Toys! Good job. Places, everyone. Three, two, go, baby. Go Black Friday! Thank you very much. Happy holidays. There is something wrong with the shoppers. This was a movie I worked on starring Bruce Campbell, Devin yeah. Sawa, Michael Jai White, and a bunch of other people. Uh, it takes place on Black Friday, and there are shoppers that are being taken over by these alien light forms. <laughs> and they kind of look like zombies, and they start attacking the workers, and the workers have to find their way out and defeat these creatures. It's kind of like a B-movie. Um but Dennis. Oh no. This movie was not very great. It had some pretty good performers. I, I pretty much uh, drove or picked up most of the cast. Oh. And I spent some time with Mr. Campbell just talking to these people. I'm like, these guys are pretty talented and good, but it felt like the performances were not super stellar out of. Most oh of no. And the plot lingered along and meandered and not much happened. Uh, and like I said, these are aliens uh, and they look like zombies and different aliens look different. And it's it's sad because we had uh, one of the uh, fucking top people doing prosthetics and whatnot. Uh, Mr. Uh, Robert Kurtman, Kurtzman oh, man. does like Walking Dead and stuff. And uh, but I mean, I will say the practical uh, effects here are good, but the CG is not so great. And uh I don't know. It was rough, Dennis. Uh, oh, that's but rough. the checks cleared, so I I can say that was <laughs> that's that's good. Uh, that's good. But yeah, I got to spend a spend a few weeks with uh, Mr. Campbell. But overall, I'm trying to save you guys a couple of dollars here. So Black Friday, I uh, bought this over on Vudu. It's on all platforms. I'm gonna give Black Friday one and a half slices. Ouch. Of the it's kind of like the kind of like the uh, Breakfast Club meets. Uh, like, uh, I don't know, some zombie movie, but not fun. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. I was really looking forward to hearing about this one, too, dude. That's too bad. I was, too. I mean, it's a B movie. I knew it was a B yeah. movie going into it. But it's not one of those B movies that, like, it's not terribly terrible, but it's not living up to the way. It's not like a, a Sharknado where it's this fully aware this is what we yeah. are kind of B movie. It's a, or even like D movie yeah. at that point, I guess this that's a rough, yeah. see, that's a rough place to land. It's like, it's a very fine line to walk. Like it's, it's fantastic. One of my favorite shots, uh, um, where we were, we we're filming in this abandoned toy. Uh, it's not, not even toys R Us. Ba abandoned babies are us 15 minutes from where I live. And, uh, our office was like a manager manager's office, our production office. It was me and two other guys. And uh, we had a tape, a fucking Ethernet or cable wire up along a door frame and stuff. So, like, we get, like, our printer to work. And there's one frame where you can see, like, this fucking gaff tape just all up in a door. And it's like, <laughs> wow, couldn't frame that one out, huh, guys? Yes. Fantastic. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, oh, that's great. But I don't, I don't want to shit on my work anymore here, Dennis. I'm going to go to something that's not my work, Dennis. Uh, one of one of my favorite directors, uh, or was one of my oh. favorite directors, uh, turned podcasters. Uh, Kevin Smith made a movie called Clerks many years ago, and uh, now one of his uh, fellow podcasters from a show called Edumacation, this guy Malcolm Ingram, uh, made a documentary about Kevin Smith. Uh, it takes us through the life and career of Kevin Smith, and uh, this movie I'm talking about is called Clerk. We're coming up on the foundation upon which my entire life was built. We would sit around at the quick stop and we started noticing these ads for these midnight movies. In the car ride home, you could see this intensity in his eyes. This is what I've been waiting for my whole life. I want to do this. There is nobody in film school or any of that could, that could write like him. It's going to be on my tombstone. He's not even supposed to be here today. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Um, where we, we get to see kind of home video footage of Kevin and uh, oh, people talking about Kevin and a lot of talking heads. Uh, it's, 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 it's an interesting little film. Uh, I feel like it's a bit long. Uh, 
Really? How long is it? It's like an hour, 55 minutes. But, you know, I wasn't bored. And I should have been because I've read uh, his autobiography. I, I've heard a lot of stories. and uh, But it's just fun to watch. And uh, you get a lot of cool cameos and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting little uh, documentary. Uh, if you like Kevin Smith, I suggest you check it out. If you don't and you got some two hours to kill, sure, you could check it out. Uh, but don't waste your money on it if you're not a fan. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give the movie Clerk or the documentary Clerk. Two slices of two? toast. Okay, okay. It yeah. wasn't so. It sounded like you didn't necessarily like learn much new information so much as just kind of getting to see some, see some sights, I guess. Like see some footage yeah. that may not have been easy to get to beforehand. Yeah, yeah. There's literally like a video of him talking to his parents before he goes to like college, like giving like a video excerpt of like, "Hey, I'm going to make our family name proud," and this and that, and like <laughs> that's uh, cool. Crying. He takes you on a tour of like the town that he grew up in, and like. You even hear about like the, the the highs and lows of them, and it's not just all great stuff. I mean, yeah, that's really cool though. It's it's it, it, it's it's cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I've been looking forward to this one for a little while. Up next, I have a yeah. Uh, I guess you in the beginning of this next movie, it's it's a movie made for TV. They they want to have it very well called out. I watched a uh, little thing called South Park post COVID. <laughs> Belt. <laughs> I just gave you AIDS. AIDS? Dude, that's not cool. Don't give Kyle AIDS. Hello? Stan? Kyle? You remember when we were little? Us friends said we'd always be there for each other when things got bad. What do you mean? What's happened? South Park post-COVID, an exclusive event streaming Thanksgiving. Nobody wants another one of your marijuana specials, Dad. It's not a special. It's an exclusive event. So, a little while ago, uh, Paramount Plus uh, signed a big deal with uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone to do 12 South Park movies, and this is the first one. Uh, this takes place 40 years, and the pandemic is almost over, oh, and God. our boys have become men. And at this point... Stan has left. There's a big falling out with most of the guys. But uh, Kenny's dead. Kenny was a scientist <laughs> trying to cure COVID. Oh and so everyone comes back to South Park to go to his funeral. And they, they realize something's not right. Someone killed Kenny. And they want to find out who and why. And, uh, of course, Cartman has always given Kyle... Uh, uh, a lot of gripe about being Jewish and he makes a lot of Jewish jokes and uh, it turns out he married a Jewish woman and he became a rabbi and has Jewish kids <laughs> and Kyle is like dude I'm not buying this shit and he, he's, 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 he's hating it <laughs> uh, and uh, a lot you get to see the future of these characters which is kind of fun okay. like okay. It, it's interesting to see like you've watched these people for 20-30 years now and it's like oh shit now this is the age they should be like oh, but shit. it's a little yeah, more than true. when you see the future of like the Simpsons. Um, so I'm going to give South Park post COVID. It's uh, I'm gonna give it two and a half slices of toast. It's cool. It's brief. It's 59 minutes, oh, but uh, it's definitely fun. Yeah, it's over on Paramount Plus. If anybody has it or wants to get a uh, trial sample, you can check it out. Definitely worth uh, <laughs> nice. looking into. Nice. And notably, folks, the best thing reviewed so far has been the South Park movie. Just <laughs> Just saying, they still can write some shit over there. Yeah. Right? You figure by now they, they'd run out of things, or South Park, or... Uh, Simpsons, or right? Yeah, but no, they just no. keep on trucking along. Keep it topical. Right? Yeah. And uh, staying topical, Dennis, uh, there's a new Resident Evil movie out uh, this weekend called Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. And by this weekend, I mean last weekend. Every story has a beginning. Discover the origin of evil. Why are you back here, Claire? Your conspiracies weren't true when we were kids. They're not true now. We need to expose Umbrella. Watch this. I'm afraid, Claire. I'm afraid of what they're going to do to this town. You see, Umbrella, they have an incident. I'm talking Chernobyl, if you know what I mean. People are getting sick. Claire, let the world know what's really going on. 
this is uh, not in the Mila Djokovic uh, realm of things. This uh, follows these two children that are uh, undoubtedly uh, orphans, and they're they're growing up in an orphanage in Raccoon City, and uh, there was a falling out. Uh, the sister left unexpectedly and, like, fled the place, and the brother stood there. And at this point, the town Raccoon City was only being powered by the Umbrella Corporation. And unfortunately, they decided to pack up shop and move elsewhere. And there's like a few people left in the town. And a lot of these people have uh, disabilities and deformities. And something's going wrong. Wrong. Uh, at this point, we're picking up years later, the, uh, the, the girl who fled town is coming back to town. Uh, she thinks something's wrong and she wants to uncover what's happening. Uh, and as she's there, um, Umbrella Corp is telling people not to leave the city, to stay in their houses. There's like sirens going off and anybody who tries fleeing uh, gets gunned down. And we find Jeez. out that the uh, the whole town is going to be nuked and just wiped clean. Okay. Uh, so this is. And as that, apologize. Oh, I was, I was just curious. It sounds like it's around the events of Resident Evil Two, as far as the game stories go. Yeah, in a in a way, it is. Uh, I think it's like a mixture of like one and two because okay. you're kind of getting other. Oh, that's things. cool. Her hmm. brothers, and you're getting uh, people who are uh, characters from the games. I believe, uh, like you got Claire uh, Redfield, Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine. Oh, wow. uh, Wesker, Robert Wesker should uh, be getting, and Leon. <clears throat> and then, yeah. Oh no, you said uh, Chris, right? Yeah, that's that's like that's everyone in the first two games, the main ones. Unless yeah. unless we get to see Barry, and, but uh, I believe he's already dead by now. So, <laughs> um, I I believe so. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, as as she's trying to trying to figure out what's going on in the city, her brother is out uh, with a bunch of other cops because uh, two cops went up to the mansion of the guy who. Uh, created Umbrella Corps, and they're not responding to any any calls okay. or phone calls or anything. Uh, so they're going through this mansion, fighting zombies, of course. At the police station, uh, there's a new uh, hire who is uh, running the show uh, because the uh, chief of police decides to leave. Uh, th th this movie, it it's dark, and, and it's kind of interesting because it takes place back in, like, I want to say like 97. Oh, wow. So we're, we're seeing technology from back then and like different things. And uh, it, it's good. There's there's some good like little uh, scares and whatnot. But I will say it it gets a little taxing. Like it's a little long. It's only an hour and 47 minutes, but it feels a little longer than that. And we have like three different storylines going. We even have well, we have a fourth one going as well. Uh, so it's kind of like. I don't know. I get that they're trying to sum up two mo uh, two video games in one movie, so that kind of works in that favor. But if you don't know the video games, it's kind of like, eh, well, why don't we focus more on one story? Interesting. Um, but I will say, I was not a fan of the original Resident Evil series, the the, the film series. Mm -hmm. I like this one a heck of a lot more. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this two slices of the toast resident evil welcome to raccoon city two slices interesting yeah even like your description yeah. it's like wait a minute it sounds like you're described like the things the bigger movements the bigger pieces in the background sounded familiar mm -hmm. like what was going on during the events of the first and second games but this isn't where your immediate focus is when you're actually playing the games it, just like we hear in some of the other some of the other spin-off games or the resident evil 2 remake where you're kind of getting mm -hmm. some of the same stuff but they've tweaked it some like i don't know it's it's interesting yeah all right but dennis speaking of interesting in video games you and i watched a movie that's kind of about video games Dennis, you want to talk about that this we did uh this is a film over on hbo max and we are talking about 8-bit christmas starring neil patrick harris Every kid has that one gift they want more than anything for Christmas. This is the story of mine. Bookends? And they have baseballs on them. I see that. No, not those. Nintendo. A maze of rubber wiring and electronic intelligence so advanced it was deemed not a video game, but an 8-bit entertainment system. No Nintendo in my house. I second that. Looks like a no-go on Nintendo. I needed a Christmas miracle. 
year was 1987, or was it 88? Super Bowl was in 86. Okay, does it really matter, Dad? Oh, okay. The year was the late 80s. I was 11 years old. Did you wear a helmet? Yeah, we always wore helmets in the 80s. So this is telling the story of, uh, we got Neil Patrick Harris. He's, he's trying to spend some family time with his daughter. Uh, clearly, we've just recently gone through some shit. Um, but the daughter kind of has a short attention span. She just kind of wants to hang out with her friends. and But dad wants to have dad time and wants to be able to just hang out one-on-one with his daughter. And she's just could not give him the time of day. Well, they're, they go on this big family trip. And when they get there, they're the first to arrive. And in the last-ditch effort to just to try to keep her attention for a second, which that's not just like texting or something, uh, Mm-hmm. Show, shows her his his old Nintendo's entertainment system, the the original Nintendo console. Um, starts to pique her in just a little bit because she's kind of into that stuff, and and then proceeds to tell the story of well, as much as badly as you want to like this cell phone for Christmas that you keep like chewing my ear off for, I wanted this Nintendo even more, and I will tell you why I know I wanted this Nintendo more. And she's like, I don't believe it at all. That's crazy. You couldn't possibly want video game more than I want the cell phone. And that is where the film actually begins. So we flash back to the eighties as he's setting up the scene of his childhood, where it goes through a very Christmas story esque, which I, I, that may cringe some of you, but I got to say, I loved that about this. It, we, we get this kind of storybook setup and we get introduced to the cast of characters, but everyone is like on point. These kids in this movie were fantastic i i was amazed i was just like holy shit i wonder how much time they spent casting this thing because like everyone had their little niche everyone knocked out of the park exactly what they were supposed to do holy shit we get steve's on again i'm like where's this guy been that was great to see him he's fantastic and then i'm i'm a fan of a june diane Raphael as well she's hilarious Uh, paul Scherer's wife fantastic in this but my god no these these kids are hilarious uh i'll just rattle them off really quick uh Wins- winslow figley sophia reed uh gans ganser Gans-Zert. oh my god who plays neil patrick harris's daughter um then we have baluna resnick that plays the little sister she was hilarious uh mm. che tafari his his friend mikey like i loved all of his mood movie references yeah, uh santino bernard mm-hmm. uh max malice uh, just anyways these these kids are amazing i complete faith we're going to keep seeing them and more stuff to come um but that is beside the point. Like I was saying before, very uh, Christmas story esque. We he desires this this gaming console. Both of his parents have shot him down, so he is resorted to getting it himself. He's going to try to figure out how to earn this uh, Nintendo, and he has found it in a wreath selling contest. And even before that, him and his friends pulled money together, and they actually got. Oh one. yes. Except that was a heartbreaking. That was, and it's to be honest, it's moments like that in the movie, and, and I I feel like I keep thinking I'm going to predict or call out what what the next scene is going to have mm-hmm. happen, and we keep like shorting it. We we keep changing it. I'm like, oh wow, that's what honestly kept surprising me about this film, and I genuinely had a great time from start to finish. Uh, as much as we raved about the performances, I think it kept a great pace. It had a very heartwarming story. Oh, yeah. The comedy was on point. I think most anyone in the family could sit down and enjoy this. Um, if anything, the, the the really, really little ones might get bored in that the, the mm-hmm. dialogue is actually so, somewhat grown up in just that. It's kind of advanced, I guess. Uh, k- kids will still get it, but like the little, little kids. This is not an animated film. This is not a musical. So yeah. those... those uh, this short-term distraction moments aren't going to be there, but everyone else in the household, I feel like, would have a great time watching this. Uh, I know we did. That's for sure. Yeah. And and it's nice because, like Dennis says, you don't know where things are heading. There's a scene where a dog is crushed by oh, a large-ass yes. key. Like, did they just fucking kill a dog? Yeah. And even the girl who's hearing the story is like, wait, wait did did the dog died in the story and like just little things like visual things like <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris like yeah I rode a bike and uh, she's like you wore a helmet right he's like yeah and you see like a hat turn into a helmet and it's like a, a blue helmet and she's like was it green he's like yeah and then it becomes a green helmet and it's just little visual cues that happened that made it kind of yes. fun as well and uh 
and and it's kind of a nostalgic trip of like definitely you had to grow up in the 80s 90s to like fully get why kids are outside playing and like how people are like losing their shit for cabbage patch dolls this and, one and, and to me did the 80s references better than God, what was that movie we reviewed just a few weeks ago that was like it was just jamming it down your throat every scene it possibly could and it's like this one did not do that at all it's like it no. was much much better in that it wasn't just trying to constantly be like oh yeah obviously this is taking place in the 80s yeah oh, darn it i'm so sorry for the life of me i cannot remember what that was but i just remember it being i honestly it can't was either. annoying as hell and this one never felt like that it's like it just happens to take place there that's all we get these solid reminders of and specific products, you know, like the because this is what we're aiming for. So we do get beat over the head with the Nintendo, of course. And I even like as a kid, you're like oh, the power glove. That's going to be the coolest thing. And they build it up as the coolest <laughs> thing. And then like they're like, we realized it was not the cool. It was a piece of garbage. It was a crappy. And, uh, like, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like that. Nothing was uh, left to be. Like nothing was safe. They they even made fun of the thing itself because like I love that moment when he went to the department store and like the there's a Nintendo like talking to him and it's like come oh, and play anything you want. Oh, uh, do you have Joust? No, I don't have that one. Oh, do you have Defender? No, pick something else. <laughs> and it just continues to rattle off like the biggest arcade cabinet games of the era that never made it to Nintendo, <laughs> or at least weren't available at, at that time. And like. And then watching like some stuff like uh, the the family is going to, driving on the highway or the freeway to go to a department uh, to a mall to to go Christmas shopping, and uh, then you see these cars from other states and cars zooming past them, and it's like, oh, what's going on? And then they're like, oh shit, that means the store probably has Nintendos, and uh, we're not even knowing that they have Nintendos. And like, then they get to the store and find out, oh, they had Nintendos, but like a uh, a girl punched a grandmother for it, and like a big brawl <laughs> broke right. out in the mall. The for janitor it. and. <laughs> One, one punch yeah. the grandmother in the throat. They're from the same family. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, nowadays, you don't have that type of thing. You can just order everything online. It's like, sure, yeah, you gotta, like, find, like, the hottest new systems you gotta get in line early enough or whatnot. They get a certain amount. But for me, I'm always about, like, the hunt of the thrill. Like, I, I'm the thrill of the hunt. And, like, for me, this is, like, living that thrill. Nice. Which nice. I loved. So uh, another random tidbit for you folks. This is actually based on a novel. Uh, the writer of the book is actually involved in the making of the film as well and have, heavily involved, in fact, um, as, as you will notice in the credits as they scroll by. But I was surprised to find that out. Yeah, much like my uh, Christmas story comparison earlier, which also was based on a book. So was this one. And I think you know, um, um, did it serve as an inspiration? Absolutely it did. You can see it clear as day. But I think this one does a very wholesome, modern version of it that doesn't feel softened up. It doesn't feel like they nerfed it. It just feels like they updated it to a more relevant subject matter instead of a BB gun, it's the video game console. But it's kind of the same ideas. We have these larger-than-life moments. We kind of imagine these greater-than-life scenarios, although we don't have, like, quite as much fantasy we still get some we still like adam mentioned with like some of the we'll have things pop on screen and change a little bit we'll also have these like reimagined or memory moments that were like clearly impossible or couldn't happen like the karate kick into the tv which i love that shot where he's obviously oh, flying yeah. on wires um that's but it's all just a part of the fun i think all of that really just adds to this style of family movie that they're aiming for David Cross as the Cabbage Patch dealer. <laughs> oh, God. I loved him. He stole every scene he yeah. was in. Oh, man. Oh. Well, I'm, David I Cross. think I'm ready to, to lay out my slices if you are, buddy. I'd say I'm good. What, what would you give it? I am giving 8-Bit Christmas three slices of toast. I think this is a solid film to add in your holiday lineup. It's it's got a lot of fun going for it. I think there's some rewatchability with the the humor, the delivery again from the kids. It's really funny. The 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 bully at the when they're playing King of the Hill. I just love some of the dumb shit he says to him. Um, oh yeah, I I had a great time. So three slices for me. You know, it's funny as you were doing that, I was holding up three fingers on my end. I'm like, I wonder if he'll do three <laughs> too, as if someone can see me. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it three as well. Like. 
it's not a perfect movie, but it's not a bad movie. Absolutely. Um, it's weird though. My brother who who loves like old video games and like and stuff. He watched it before me. I'm like, what you think? He's like, oh, I hated it. But then I watched it with my mom. And we both enjoyed it. So you never yeah, know. it's not a video game movie. It's, it's like a, it's a quest. You know, it's a, it's yeah. a movie. Yeah. It's, I think the title is a little misleading, and the it the advertising. Because remember, I watched the trailer. That all is, is very misleading because it's not about the console. It's about the journey to get the console. So mm-hmm. let's make that clear. Hundred percent. Yeah. And speaking of journeys, Dennis. I watched a new Disney movie, which has a journey of sorts. I watched this film called Encanto. gave you the special since you're the only Madrigal kid with no gift. I call it the not special special since uh, you have no gift. Uh, thanks. Encanto. I don't know. I, I don't know why I can't pronounce that movie properly. Um, it's a uh, Colombian musical. Oh, cool. Uh, it's about like at this uh, younger age, uh, the grandmother, the, the matriarch, of, of this family, uh, this family, Marigold, I believe is the last name. Uh, her and her husband had to flee from their village because uh, there were people that were just coming down and like gunning down people. Oh my God. I, I assume it was like, I don't, I don't know my history very well, especially Colombian history, but they were fleeing their area. And in an act, uh, the, her husband sacrificed himself so she and her oh, three God. babies could escape. And uh, of course, that was gut wrenching. But somehow the, the the land provided for her. She was like on the ground crying. And then out of out of nowhere, uh, a house just pops out of nowhere and sprouts this big giant house. Hmm. And uh, it gives them somewhere to live. And this house is magic. And like it's just a fun house that kind of interacts with people. But also when uh, people hit a certain age, they get a door and they open the door and they go in and then they get a superpower. Like oh. everyone in this family this is generations now that we're picking up has a superpower. Like one girl can, uh, make flowers appear. One girl, super strong. Uh, another, the mother of, of the girl, our main character, she can, any food she makes, it can heal anybody's illness and just all these powers. And we find out our main uh, character, she unfortunately did not receive a power and, but she's still happy and upbeat and loves her family. So she got a door. And then it comes down to, but no power. She she got a door that led nowhere. Okay. Yeah. And so she did not get her own room. She shared it with a younger ch- child, her cousin, who now years later is finally about to get his own door. And it's like, if this door doesn't happen, who knows what's going to happen with the family? Oh, but see. guess what? He opens it and he gets the power. He has his own room. Now he can talk to animals. And uh, this kind of makes the girl sad. Like she kind of leaves because it seems like she's an outcast in her family. And as she's sad, the house starts to like split and crack and like then things are kind of back to normal, but eventually the house kind of deteriorates and everyone loses their power. And she just deter- determined to figure out how they can get that power back, how she can fix the house. And uh, hopefully can she bond with her family? And uh, there's, there's uh, fantastic musical numbers that I think might've been uh, written uh, by uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda, possibly I could be wrong, uh, but it's it's an upbeat little movie. Is it is it one of the finest Disney movies? I don't think so. But uh, if you're looking for a fun family musical that, that is beautiful looking, uh, you can check out Encanto. Uh, I'm gonna give it two and a half slices of the toast. Okay, oh, nice. Yeah. So Dennis, I'm gonna go from a magical house to a house of Gucci. Ooh. This movie. Gucci. It was a name that sounded so sweet, so seductive. 
Come meet the family. Hey everybody, this is Patricia, and this is my family. Kick his teeth out! They had it all. Wealth, style, power. Who wouldn't care for that? You, my nephew. I've been the Gucci all my life. It is an empire. You can help the family. Gucci's not exciting, and everybody knows it. At least it's my name, sweetie. Our name. House of Gucci has a star-studded cast, man. Like, I, I feel like I don't even need to tell you. You got Lady Gaga, you got Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Jeremy Iron, Jared Leto, and so many other, like amazing actors and uh this is about the the uh family of gucci being divided and kind of like it's being kind of gutted and like kind of being torn apart by lady gaga she marries one of the gucci's who doesn't honestly want to be a member of the gucci family but she's like no no you got to become one of them you, you you give up doing your regular stuff you you deserve to be a part of this empire and then like things start twisting and turning and people are sent to jail families divide it and things get really dark Not and, really. Uh, a- yeah we're really following her in her anger she went from being a lovely young woman to just a conniving evil woman and boy oh boy she gives a powerful God, performance. i expect no less from from her to be honest that not to not to yeah. un- undersell it any but it's like i going into a film that heavily features lady gaga it's like you know she's just gonna fucking send it like she's gonna give everything she's got so i'm i'm very excited to check this out but i'm um yeah no i'm very curious to hear the rest of what so it's that's it's interesting the main focus the main body of the movie is following her but she's not technically in of the gucci name she married into the Gucci family. She's not. She's yeah, yeah. She's not blood. She married. Interesting. Into. Okay, so she's here stirring up all this trouble, and she actually has no stake to the family at all, or like the family business. It's just the it's nope. just the title and the, uh, the, the, the pomp and circumstance of everything. She just wants all the shit. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yep, and uh, that backfires on her when uh, her husband Adam D- Driver decides to divorce her, um, and then that gets kind of worse for her. But she still plots and schemes, even though he's given her enough money to survive, a house to live at. But that's not good enough for her. And can I also say, I know it's not not uh, not really worth saying, but Jared Leto, you, you lose him like he transforms himself into this different character. Like He's a phenomenal actor. Might I say the best Joker out there? I mean, no, that's a lie. But he is phenomenal in this movie. Uh top notch like you don't you can't even recognize him and like his accent that he's giving God. and the performance oh. and even al pacino is is delightful like everyone all around this is a ridley scott movie so you're getting some good stuff damn um house of gucci i'm gonna give three slices of toast cool. uh and and might i say it's it's visually pleasing. Like you're going many decades throughout the history oh, of nice. Gucci in this family. You really feel it on screen. And uh, yeah, and and they don't say like I mean in the beginning I think they tell you the time period that it is and whatnot. But like the cues that really uh, show you you're moving forward in time is the music. You're hearing music of the time, and you're moving as the music's moving up. You're moving up in the year. That's cool. So it's kind of cool how they use that. Nice. As a, as a device. And I imagine, obviously, yeah. given the subject matter, the fashion too must be. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. And uh, there, there's even a point where uh, the fashion's just not good enough, and they have to bring in uh, um, Tom Ford to design oh. clothes for him and whatnot. And that's a whole big issue. But say now that that's a yeah. name standing no, on its own. Interesting. I don't know much about the history mm-hmm. of all this, but I know it's like these are huge multi-million dollar or multi-billion dollar empires that oh, encompass yeah. the earth. Like everyone knows the Gucci name. Every You know, that's that, so mm-hmm. that that's cool. It's just it's interesting to see these uh, stories of just these titans of families and industries, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And like you, I knew nothing about them, but I'm like, hey, fucking, I, well, I'll find out. I'll, I'll yeah. enjoy it. Just this cast alone is enough. Like, I mean, I don't, I, I don't care if it's about a fashion movie or a fashion family 
moguls. Uh, the fact that it's mm-hmm. played by all of these people will get me to go see that movie. And I do. It, sure. it would take, I don't know what it would take for me to not want to see this group of people acting together. Right. It is a hodgepodge of like, and even Adam driver, I think we've said in the past. Oh, Oh my God. Yes. Actor, oh yeah. Just, uh, one. Nope. Note. Not at all. Yeah. Which, which is funny that that was his fear after getting Kylo Ren. And yet he's done nothing but prove he is anything but only Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All around. Uh, well, I guess that that does it for my movies. Uh, I know normally we might jump into TV shows, but we haven't had a chance to fully check out uh, Hawkeye. Uh, maybe next week we'll review the first three episodes, if that's cool. Oh, hell yeah, man. We'll, we'll rattle through those. I'm excited to jump into that as as you know, for us, us Americans over here, we had a holiday this last week, so I kind of chewed up a good chunk of my week. And the big, the big X mass coming up in December. The got a little Christmas shopping done, so part of the reason nice. why I didn't get quite as many flicks in, but got got some stuff done. And of course, we were chipping away at the good old movie toast, the film festival, which you folks will be hearing plenty about in the coming episodes. But you don't want to just hear about it; you want to see it, don't you? Well, keep an eye out on our social media platforms, but you will most definitely be able to uh, keep a close watch over at filmfreeway.com where the information will be updated there. But if you don't follow us on the socials, you should. Where where can you find us, Adam? Mm -hmm. Well, you can check out some videos. We do have more that need to come out over on YouTube, and you can see uh, some posts over on Facebook. Both of these locations were at Movie Toast News and Reviews, but our big juggernauts that we tend to post at is uh, more Twitter and Instagram. We also have a Discord and Reddit, and the Discord is going to be a big part of our festival as well. And you can go to either of those areas that I just mentioned right now, at Movie underscore Toast, and uh, yeah, it's fantastically fun over there. And uh, so you don't want to do that stuff. Maybe you, maybe you could leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts. You don't have to, but uh, it'd be pretty cool. Who'd appreciate it? We'd like it. It'd be fun. It'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. You know. But uh, if, if you don't want to do any of that, whoa, whoa, Christopher Watkins entered the building, people. Welcome, Mr. Walken. Where, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. I just wish Movie Toast had more reviews over at Apple Podcasts. You won't find mine, though. I use an alias. (laughs) I was about to say, if you left one, but you just answered that. I don't even want to ask what your alias is, because you probably use it at hotels and whatnot. Oh, no, but if you may may find something I've written on the movietoast.com website, as I am a fan of tacos. Oh, whoa, whoa. You've seen the taco post? I deleted that, so oh. uh, you, you were one of the many few. Well, so you know, it was but, me, Mr. Walken. Oh, shit. Well, thank you, Mr. Walken. You bring up a big point we don't really talk about. If you want to see all of our social media as a, like a beautiful collage and whatnot, uh, it's all posted over at movietoast.com. Uh, that is movietoast.com, people. It's simple enough. You can find us there, and uh, it's it's a fun. It's my site. favorite website establishment. Well, I wouldn't say it's mine, but uh, I do enjoy it. Thank you for the kind words. Yeah, appreciate that, Mister Walken. Uh, thanks for coming in. Well, folks, I think uh, I think that about wraps it up for episode one hundred and friggin' thirteen. Jeez, I still can't. I, I know I do this every week, but man, I just it, it was this like this fun thing that's now like. 113 episodes later. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that wraps wraps us up. Uh, I'm I'm excited for a whole new batch of reviews for next week, and just uh, mm-hmm. just might pull ahead in trivia. I th- just maybe, maybe we'll have to see what the cards hold for us. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, maybe you will, Dennis. I'm happy that it's a nice uh, battle brewing between us. That it is. Only the victor will come out on top. Who knows? We got another like 73, 70, 77 more episodes to go before we're crowning a victor of this. this uh, <laughs> That's true. That's true. Peaceful battle that we have ruined. But folks, uh, you don't you don't have to worry about getting uh, knee deep in the in the bloody shores over here. All all you have to do 
keep listening and stay toasty. Mm-hmm. Fucking show off. Mm. Oh, like that. Oh, man. I, I, I could use that. The weather's getting pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cold out here. We've had some uh, flurries. Oh, fuck that. Snowflakes. Uh, but n- nothing, nothing that has to be shown. Oh, thank so God. I'll take it. That sounds horrendous. Well, <laughs> nah, it's great. Although we're finally going to build my shed. Oh, fuck. Uh, but, but, uh, whew. The weather is not ideal for that. Oh yeah, no. Let's just go. Let's yeah. uh, let's go dig through our frozen backyard to lay the foundation. Because Evan, you at least leveled out the the foot the the footprint uh, for it. Like oh Jesus! Oh man! Oh man! Uh, we just took down my pool, and uh, that's probably the most flattest area. So we put it there. But uh, that bust yeah. out the pickaxe. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're going mine. We're going. <laughs>